Welcome to the Teach the Geek podcast, where engineer and author Neil Thompson talks with STEM professionals about public speaking, a struggle for many of us. Whether you're a novice public speaker or a proficient one, you can always pick up tips on how to improve. Here's your host, Neil Thompson. Hi, everybody. My name is Neil Thompson. I am the founder of Teach the Geek. It's an online platform for science and engineering professionals. The first offering of the platform is a public speaking course called Teach the Geek to Speak. To learn more about it, you can go to teachthegeek.com. Again, that is teachthegeek.com. Today, my guest is Tiffany Tichi, and we actually have a few things in common. I'm sure if you're looking at this on YouTube, you can tell that we're both black. So we got that. <laughs> and then we're also both engineers. So we got that too. But what we're actually, what I really want to talk to her about is we, she actually wrote a book about about STEM, about encouraging kids to, to pursue careers in STEM. I wrote a book like about that as well, uh, I guess last year now. So we've got that in common too. So I'm definitely interested to hear more about that. Welcome to Teach the Geek Interviews, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So, I, you know, just doing a bit of research on you, I saw that you, you did your bachelor's in mechanical engineering. What made you decide to do that? Um, I felt like um, I, okay, so I have mechanical engineering. My undergrad is in mechanical engineering from UNC Charlotte, University of North Carolina in Charlotte. Um, and then I did my master's in engineer management. The reason I decided mechanical, I actually went undecided engineering uh, when I went into, um, started out. And when they showed all the different types of um, engineering, I felt mechanical was the most broadest of them all um, from all, all the um, different disciplines. So I chose that one, felt like it was a much broader um, opportunity. Okay. And then you mentioned that you did a master's as well. What made you decide to do that? Um, I decided to continue. My, my mom pushed me. She said, well, keep going, Tiffany. Because at first I was like, well, maybe I should work and then go back and get it. But she's like, no, get it done now. So I, I'm, I'm appreciative because I decided to go and get my engineer management because I wanted to mix the business with the engineering and technical. So the engineer management um, degree master's was a great opportunity, which gave a combination. We took the MBA classes, some of those as well. So it was just a great opportunity to mix a combination of business and engineering together. Oh, okay. Well, I was actually kind of curious to find out what exactly engineering management was. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a mixture of business and engineering? Yeah. So we did like design analysis. Uh, we got a taste of some of the MBA, MBA classes um, to prepare for business. Um, there was all different types of ways just to consider um, just the analysis systems type of engineering um, approach to it as well. Okay, so the work that you do now, do you use your background mechanical engineering and engineering management? Yes, um, I'm, I work in the nuclear, I've been in the nuclear power industry for about, uh, well, engineering period for 15 years, and most of it's been through um, nuclear. So, yeah, I use it. I'm actually a senior mechanical engineer, so I've used it um, from dealing with design, construction, to um, just procurement. So, all different aspects, but tied in with mechanical engineering, oh, pumps, wow. pipes valves, all of that and everything. So Okay. Mm -hmm. You say you've been doing that for fifteen years? I've been doing it for fifteen years in the oh. industry. Oh mm -hmm. wow. That's quite that's quite that's quite a lot of time. So you must like what you do then, I, I suppose, right? Yes, I, I enjoy what I do. Uh, it's a constant uh, the reason I went into engineering period was because I wanted to be challenged. Um, this has been one of those type of things where you just be challenged. You never know what's coming with you. You work as a team, you got all different disciplines you're working with. So it's just been a one of those experiences where you're constantly being challenged. Um, every day is something different. So yeah, I, I constantly am learning, put it like that too. Oh, that's, that's excellent. You know, when I, it's interesting when I sometimes I hear when people study engineering and then they go off and study 
you know, something that involves business as well. They then end up doing jobs that doesn't really involve engineering at all. They kind of transition into more business type roles. But right. sounding from what you what you're talking about, you, you kind of used everything. So it's not as if you abandoned your your engineering at all. Right, as well as project management type of skills as far as being built with it too, because you're dealing with projects and how you deal with that. So that was one of the courses we also took in engineering management. So I've been tying that in as well with a lot of the project work that we've worked with. So project management skills is also applied. Wonderful. And you know, as I said earlier, the reason I really wanted to talk to you was about this book that you put together. So what exactly was the, I guess, the motivation for you to even write the book? Okay, so I, I'm passionate about giving back. I'm constantly passionate about making sure our youths, um, especially girls, um, those that's um, underrepresented minorities in engineering. So I saw that a lot. I would go and do talks to students, encouraging them, showing them, representing that you could do it too. So why not put that skill, going talking to them and put it in writing? So when I came up with the book, What Can I Be? STEM Careers from A to Z, it's an opportunity to start early. Um, I started early from, kindergarten through second, that's five through eight-year-olds, just start early. Start thinking about the different type of careers. So the book provides the opportunity for them to get exposure to the different type of STEM programs um, as far as careers they can be a part of from A to Z. So That's an excellent title, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> it kind of rhymes, right? Yeah, just a little bit, but I, I'm going to let you know. I did try to make it rhyme throughout, but the technical side of me at that point, I was like, no, I'm going to keep it brief and to the point, but it would have been great to throw that rhyming skills throughout all of it. But I, the technical side of me was just like, no, I don't think I can get this far with it. So, you know what, it's funny you mentioned being, you know, being technical and being to the point. So I, I, I feel the same way. And I get made fun of quite a bit by one of my friends for that. Maybe mm -hmm. being more, I guess, uh, to the point in my yes. writing and in my speaking as well. He says, I yes. need to add more stuff to it sometimes. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Right. I'm, I get right to the point, man. You know exactly what it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did with the book. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to make some rhymes, but then as you're going through A through Z, I was just like, no, this isn't. <laughs> I'm. It'll be great, but the title is catchy, which is good. So I'm thankful for that to be able to capture them, and the cover has been appealing because it shows six diverse um, uh, characters, um, all from different diversity. So it shows the different diversity of different characters and how they all can be different careers and stuff too. Wonderful. So the book is actually, I guess, A to Z. Every letter is represented with a STEM career? Yeah, it starts out with astronaut. A is for astronaut. So I start oh, wow. out with that. And it ends with Z is for zoologist. Of course. So, <laughs> I was thinking what else could Z be? So it was, it was creative <laughs> coming up with different... Um, it was very creative coming up with 26 letters to try to come up with different careers. But it's a combination. It's not just engineers. I got a lot of engineering in there. I actually have civil engineer, which is my brother. He graduated from North Carolina A&T. And he's civil engineer. So I actually have him representing um, with C. And then I have M, which is mechanical. So I made sure both of us was represented in there for the letters. So it's just a good combination. I mean, you got the doctor, all different ones. And I don't want to spoil it because I want everybody to get it. Yeah. But those are the different types of... Um, it's spread across the board from the science, technology, engineer, math. So. Wonderful. Okay, well, that, that sounds great. So when did you when did you actually put the book out? I this past week it was a launch. The book oh, wow. launched this past week. I put it out. Yeah, it's recent. Um, it actually took me about two months to do it. Um, I just started getting it together, get the letters together, and start getting it together. So I um, just launched it last week. The book okay. launched last week. So it's been intense. It's been. It's been a great experience because it's putting parents, putting those that's got youth um, in perspective. And to hear a lot of my friends that's gotten it recently and hear how their kids are enjoying it and they're reading it 
and then they love the pictures that's in there and putting it two and two. Um, it's been great feedback. Um, and trying to get it out to the schools, get it out to the different schools is going to be good. I've gotten some requests to do bulk sizes to get them out to these schools. So it's been been a great experience since I've launched it. So what exactly was the, your process for putting the book together? I know you said it took two months. What did you have to do in those two months? Um, I actually um, had the opportunity to work with uh, one has published off, as far as a published officer has done it before. So, I mean, it's just getting the team together, make sure I've got um, an illustrator um, and getting that together. So the illustrator, getting the illustrator to go um, and then just getting it formatted and putting it all together um, and making sure that it's edited and proofread and all that kind of stuff plays a role with it. And then once it's published, it's out there. To the world from I've got it up on Amazon, I've got it on Barnes and Nobles, so it's in ebooks as um as well. So it's, I'm putting it out there from a hard copy cover to a paperback and ebooks. Um, right before Christmas, my goal was to get it right before the holidays for gift stuffers, you know, stuffers for everyone uh, for their kids as well. So that was my goal, my deadline. So. Wonderful. So what exactly is your I guess uh, your strategy for promoting the book? Right. And it's a work in progress. I think I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't prepared uh, for the marketing side. So this is, I'm thankful for you to put this out there because my marketing side, I was so busy. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make this book. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get it. Then when it was time and ready, I was like, oh, now I'm, and everybody's wanting it. I'm like, okay. So I'm gonna, I've been asked to do book signings, um, book tours, reading, book readings. Um, and then also just continuing to use my um, public speaking, trying to go speaking and um, do that is important. So I'm, I'm trying to schedule some book tours and book signings uh, for everyone and market it, market it. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of went, to, I went on the same path when I put my book, I, you know, the actual work to actually do it, just like you mentioned, the, the editing and the, and the actual writing of it and finding an illustrator. I mean, I actually hired two illustrators. The first one did such a poor job, I had to hire a second one. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the drugs were terrible. So, so, you know, and then once I was done that, I was like, okay, great, I'm finished this book, but it's not like, now what? Okay, now what are we gonna do? Right. You know, get it <laughs> so out. So I'm, I'm pushing it, I'm getting some advice, I'm getting some um, ones that's been out there marketing-wise to help me make sure that I'm on the right track with it as well. Um, yeah. Now with the illustrator part, I did do test illustrators before, and that was my process too, to make sure I, I, I got a test of it. This is what I want to do. And then I just compared them with all the different ones and said, that's, that's the one. And I actually tested it with some of my friends that have the kids um, as a focus group. <laughs> so that helped a little bit too. So they helped out a little bit too by using their kids to say, okay, which one do you like? <laughs> so you good. know what? That was smart. I wish I would have done something similar. <laughs> I yeah. paid someone money and got something. I was like, I can't put this out with my name on it. This yes. Is it. Yes. So <laughs> I had a little focus group. I had, I said, if I'm going to use my target market, use the ones that's going to, who's going to read it to them. And then, so I used some of those that had the kids and <laughs> tried to utilize that as an opportunity. So. Yeah, that, that was smart on your part. I wish I would have mm -hmm. had that much foresight, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, you, you got this book and, and you you mentioned that there are opportunities for, for doing public speaking in terms of, you know, book signings and book tours, that type of thing. So when it comes to public speaking, is that something you've always been good at? And, and if so, and if not, I mean, what have you done to get better at it? Um, I, I, and the ums and ahs, that's one of those things where I've learned, um, I'm, I'm Toastmasters, if not many people know about Toastmasters, um, I got started with that when I started my first um, job, and it was a, we chartered a chapter, but Toastmasters is a good way to get that public speaking, um, safe environment, and it helps challenge you, so I actually took advantage of that 
and was at, able to get different speeches, um, practice different styles, different ways, get feedback, evaluations, and practice. You get impromptu opportunities of how you can stay on your toes, is, um, getting it through. So I did Toastmasters. At first, I mean, I, I wasn't as, I talk fast, so as I'm doing now, I always got that kind of feedback, but those type of things and those type of feedback is always important. So I, I utilize Toastmasters, and I actually end up finishing up to become a distinguished Toastmaster. So it's a program where you get challenged and do different tasks um, in the program. So by doing that, and then also I've done, I've done some speaking as far as, I've actually did the commencement speech at, at my graduate, um, when I graduated, I was the commencement speaker. So that was a larger audience <laughs> that I took advantage of, but I've done that. And then I've also done some speaking engagements with my school, um, with like the Don and Kente cloth with the, um, graduate students and stuff too. So it's been been it's been experience of talking and speaking. <laughs> well, again, well, you know what? I, yes, Toastmasters is an excellent organization. It's international and it's a great mm -hmm. forum for practicing public speaking. You're absolutely right. You got your, your impromptu speeches, I guess what they call table topics. Table topics, yes. And then of course you got prepared speeches and then you also got the evaluation part where people mm -hmm. actually will give you their, their two cents on what you could do to get better. And yeah, yeah I, I was a member of Toastmasters for a number of years too. I never got to the level of, of distinguished Toastmaster, yes. but yeah, I, I definitely see the, the benefit of being a Toastmasters member. So I, kudos mm -hmm. to you for, for getting you. to DTM. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so when it comes to, also when it comes to public speaking, I'm always, the question I'm always curious about when, when I hear of someone that works in STEM and that also does public speaking is whether they have a process. So when, I used to, just for some background about myself, I worked as an engineer too, but I worked in, in medical devices. And mm -hmm. for any medical device that gets out there, you know, it has to go through FDA design control. So essentially, mm -hmm. you have to follow a process to develop anything unless, and, and if not, and you get audited by the FDA, you can get in quite a bit of trouble if you, mm -hmm. if you, if you didn't follow mm -hmm. any process. So I'm just curious, in terms of your public speaking, do you have a process? And if so, what is it? I mean, I outline, I'm good for just getting those key topics. I start with my title, what topic I'm going to deal with. And then I just write it down with key outlines of the key topics. And then from there, just try to add some key points under it. Try not to be long-winded, get to the point, when I go back to that as well, get to the point, add some stories. People love to hear those stories. So if you can tell a story in it, that helps as well. So I would say, get your topic, outline it and then try to tell a story and weave it and then come back with your conclusion. Um, I try to do three three key topics in between there, subsets, and then try to work from that. That's been my key part is when I do a lot of those pub, uh, public speaking um, engagements type things. Yeah, you know what, I'm a, I, I agree with you when it comes to you know as you, not being long-winded. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a fan of that. I, I tend to tune out if someone keeps repeating something just to kind of fill up time. And mm -hmm. then also when it comes to stories, I firmly believe in telling stories. And when I first started, so the motivation for me even coming up with my course, Teach the Geek to Speak, came from my own struggles in public speaking. And that came from me having to give presentations in front of management every month. Mm -hmm. I was working as a project lead at one of the companies I worked at. Mm -hmm. And I was terrible at it at first. It was embarrassing <laughs> how, how bad I was. And of course, I had to get better at it because I didn't want to look like a fool every time mm -hmm. I had to give these speeches. Mm -hmm. So I basically took everything that I learned and, and, I, and I turned it into a course. And one of the things that I mentioned in the course is telling stories. And that's mm -hmm. a great way to keep people engaged and actually listen to what you're mm -hmm. talking about, especially for people like us that work in the te in technical fields where right. the information can get kind of dry. There's a whole right. lot of jargon sometimes, a lot of buzzwords. Just 
we have a whole lot of, of technical expertise, but if we don't present it in a way that a non-technical audience especially can take it in, they won't listen. They'll play on their phones. They'll look off into space. <laughs> it's just, it will, it'll be a waste of time for both the presenter and the, for the audience. And when I, when I talk to the kids, um, I ask them, what are some key classes you need to know? What are some things for if you want to do this engineering? And they say math, science, like all of that. But I'm like, that's great. That is right. But don't forget, English and writing is just as important. When we deal with engineering, you got to be able to present all that research and all that you're doing. So I tell them that that's just as important. Public speaking, presentation, how you present what you just did is important. So I always put that out there as far as English is just as important, writing, because you got to be able to present so I took, push that a lot with the kids, like math and science, but also your English class is also important. Well, it's, it's a good, it's great that you that you do that because I get the sense, at least for myself, I don't know if this applied to you as well. But the schools that I went to, that wasn't really a, a mm -hmm. focus. It, it, it was the math and science. Obviously, you have to have that technical expertise. But if you can't communicate it, then mm -hmm. all that technical communicate, all that technical expertise kind of goes to nothing. Especially right. when I worked as a project lead. I had to get the buy-in from these people to, 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 to do projects. And if you're not able to present yourself well, the answer is probably going to be no, because they're not going to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, I push that a lot. I push that a lot. No, good for you for doing that. So when it comes also to public speaking, do you ever get nervous? And if so, how do you deal with your nerves? Yes, I do get nervous. But I try to remind myself, okay. You know what you're talking about. Stick to the subject. Talk to talking points. You're dealing with the audience you're dealing with. So I do get nervous at the beginning a little bit. But when I start saying, okay, you prepared it, you know what you're talking about, and just let them know. And I think that's what I pump myself up that way and just know that I can do it. That's one of those things I encouraged uh, as far as me growing up, uh, that no matter what obstacles or anything, I still can make it through. So I always try to encourage myself. Um, um, and try to avoid that self-doubt if I can. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, when it comes to nerves, I'm a firm believer that it's normal to be nervous mm -hmm. before, spe before, before speaking. And mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a sign that you actually care about what you're talking about. Yeah, that's because, it. You know, if you didn't, then you probably, you know, you know. Yeah, you can't be arrogant about it either because right. when you're arrogant, then you mess up, then you're like, oh, well, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. So. And, you know, another thing that you'd mentioned that I, now I, I think about it was, is coming up with an outline when, you, when it came to your process and mm -hmm. sticking to three key points. You don't want to have too many points yeah. because people, it, it's kind of too much. It's yeah. overload and, and they won't take it all in and they'll probably forget it. And then it's like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not paying attention anymore. It's right. <laughs> you lose <laughs> it. Yeah, you lose them. Yeah. So it's important. When it comes to, well, this is, I just thought of this right now. You, you said that you, you come up with an outline. So I'm guessing that when you actually give your presentation or your speeches, you're not remembering word for word what you're going to say. No, I mean, I could do a prepared speech and try to write it all out. But my, I really go up there and I have it outlined because I already have the key things I want to hit. I try to put some keywords that tie in with it throughout each of those subsets. And if I can speak to those and know something about it and tell that story, I think that's really how I do it. So when I've done a lot of these keynote speakers, yeah, I can have the prepared speech. I've done those before too, but I've got to make sure they're large fonts spread out and everything too. But my main thing is I try to have it where it's outlined the key points and the keywords in between there that I know I can hit. Yeah, you know what? I prefer doing it that way myself because when you're thinking, when you actually are, if you're, if you're giving a speech and you're going word for word, then maybe you, if you get tripped up, Oh, yeah. you forget a word 
here or there, and you're like, oh crap, where am I supposed to be now? Right. I'm like, and it's kind of it kind of can throw you off. But right. if you're if you're if you're doing it based on you know certain points that you want to hit, I think it's a lot easier. And especially right. if you if you mix in stories into it, that makes it even more interesting. That's right. I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. So when it comes to the, I, I don't know if I asked you this already, but oh, I'll, ask, I'll ask it now. Okay. The, the, the public speaking that you do, what type of topics do you talk about? Um, I mean, most of the times I try to tie in various, if I, my experience from engineering, a lot of times it's been some engineering mostly. Um, it depends on what the subject or the audience is um, that I do the public speaking with. Just trying to encourage them that I've done one talk where I had to, um, talk to uh, STEM counselors in the school system and tell them my story. So I went through a, what it took for me to get a graduate student. So I was able to guide them from what my experience is, tell my story of when I was growing up. So you start through like a storyline. So you start from your beginning of when you grew up, what impacted you. Then you tell them from the college standpoint, where you are and what you led you to the professional. So if you can have a different pathway, timelines and tie that in, that's been some key things that's played a role with showing the telling the story. So if you can lead them through the story and then have a conclusion, uh, that, I think that helps a lot too. So. Yeah, that, that, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> are there certain topics that you would like to, to speak about that you haven't yet? Hmm, good question. I, I'm open to all different ones. Like I said, in my life, I've, I've, I've had a different variety of uh, experiences. I'm involved in so many type of organizations and everything too. So I can hit a lot of different topics just from the experiences from different organizations. Uh, of and what it takes to get to where I am, where you can lead to, and the push and the drive and that type of stuff. Um, I think I can push for different topics from that standpoint. Um, yeah. Then, yeah. So from technical to engineering to life skills of how some people need to get that encouragement type things. I can do those type of things too, as far as um, where I, where they are today, they can be somewhere else. So motivational type speeches as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, you know, it's, it's crazy when I think about motivational speeches. Uh, I've never really, I'm not even sure I've ever been a, a big fan of them, but then I know that a lot of people really are. And it, mm -hmm. and, it, and sometimes it can it can make a difference. Right. And I, I realized that, let's see, today's Sunday. Okay, so maybe a couple of days ago, I was at an event and there was, a, there was a person that was, it was a panel event and this woman was talking about, you know, her journey in engineering and a couple mm -hmm. of her, actually, she's a mentor to a number of, of engineers right. currently. And she was saying, and actually one of the engineers was actually in the audience. And she was saying mm -hmm. that at one point he wanted to drop out of engineering. Mm -hmm. And she spoke to him and, you know, just, you know, basically giving those encouraging words, the motivational mm -hmm. words, you know, to keep going. And, and he ended up doing so. So sometimes mm -hmm. maybe I, I don't give motivation, motivational speaking as much credit as it. As right. Because it, it has an impact. Um, like I've, even with the mentoring and the, those type of things, I, I push that a lot. I try to encourage more people to do it. I did um, I did Big Brother, Big Sister, I've done that. And then a lot of times when I go out and talk to what what empowers me is when I go out to the, talk to the kids, talk to them. And then when I've seen them grow up and they come back and I see them and they said, I remember when you came out and talked to me. Those are the type of things where I, it empowers me that I made that difference and impact um, and see that they've succeeded. And I've made some type of seed, planted a seed in them is important. So, well, are there any tips that you could give to people who want to become more or become more better, uh, more better, become more mm -hmm. effective at public speaking? Um, t 
Toastmasters, that's gonna be my key thing. If you can look for a local ch uh, chapter, that, there's some that can be closed, which is in the company one, or there's some that's in the community, but there's always one around that you can look into. As far as tips, just try to stick to, a, if you can learn about the topic that you're talking about, if you know what you're talking about, like I said, do that outline and then try to stick to that. And then hassle feedback, practice. Practice is gonna be key. You don't have to practice because going out cold turkey is not going to be good so if you can hear yourself maybe record yourself maybe hear yourself that might help you too or video yourself that's also important too that can help um, as far as doing that so i would say those are some key things i would say to practice 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 if you can and, and if you need feedback and evaluations get somebody to help you and listen to you as well that can give honest feedback that's important too a lot of times people want to give evaluation. When we talk about that Toastmasters, evaluations are good, but you've got to be able to get constructive feedback too. You can't give all positive and it's all this, it's always room for improvement. So everybody's got room for improvement regardless. So that's important. You're absolutely right. And I mentioned a lot of this in, in my course too. The okay. Video, videoing yourself is so important if you want to get better at it, because oftentimes you can give a speech, but you don't know, there's a lot of things that you do that you don't realize until you actually go back and look at the video. Mm -hmm. like, for instance, sometimes I pat my leg with my hand for some reason. I don't even know why I do it. I go back to the video, I'm like, what the hell am I pat my leg for? Yeah. <laughs> so you stop doing that. <laughs> and then also you, you mentioned getting feedback. You're absolutely right. When it comes to feedback, constructive feedback is key because everything can't be positive. I, I, there's definitely something I could do to get better at this. Mm -hmm. I need to hear it. And you know, it's funny you mentioned Toastmasters. So you, I, I was a member, as I said, I was a member. And so when we do your prepared speeches, you'd have your evaluator that could give you your evaluation. But the other people in the in the, the audience or in the, in the group, they have their you know their little sheet where they can give you evaluations yes. too. So I would often, you know, I would collect those sheets and I'd go through them, and it'd be so funny sometimes. Mm -hmm. They could have totally diametrically opposed feedback. Yes, so that one person says. It you, your your feedback or your your eye contact is great. Another person said you need to improve your eye contact. No. Right, <laughs> right. And then you don't even know who the opportunity where they can just give you a piece of paper and give you the. You don't even know who gave it, but that's the kind of feedback where it's anonymous, and sometimes that's good too. So sometimes it's not you don't know who give you that feedback, but either way, you, everybody's perception is different as far as how they view you. So it's good to hear all different ones. Yeah, and then when it comes, with a grain of salt too. Somewhere. Yo, I mentioned that in the course too. When it comes to feedback, so yes. you don't have to implement everything because obviously you can't. Because if mm -hmm. someone says you need to improve your eye contact, another person says you have great mm -hmm. eye contact. Someone, right? I can do both. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. Definitely take it with a grain of salt. Is there yeah. anything else that you'd want uh, everyone listening to to know about things that you're working on? Um, like I said, I just I just launched my book this past week, so I just hope it encourages. Uh, opportunity for encouragement more to youth to get into STEM and I'm pushing it because it's important. I mean, this is in our everyday lives and if they can see that they can do it, that's going to help our next generation. And it's important with this world the way it is. So if everybody can go to uh, TiffanyTeachy.com, which is T-I-F-F-A-N-I-T-E-A-C-H-E-Y.com slash books, you can go and you can check out the different books that's available on Amazon. And the name of the book again is what can I be? STEM careers from A to Z. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's available on Amazon. I've got it on Barnes and Noble. So I'm getting it out there. 
out there. So I'm hopefully I can get some book signings and book tours where I can go to key market areas where if people want to get it done, I can come out and speak to them as well as schools. I'm going to try to talk to some schools as well. Definitely. Is this, I know this is your first book, but are there any plans for future books? I feel like I can do a spinoff. Like I said, I've got six different characters in there, different diverse characters. They're all representing different versions of the career. So I could do, I think I can do a spinoff. And, and also I was going to think of, I also was thinking about doing a coloring book. So when I got the illustrator, I asked them for the, the line, white, black and white lines of those same drawings. So I do have it where I can set it up to make it a spinoff with a coloring book. I also can be uh, partnered with it as well, as well as also can do some spinoffs of the different characters that's in there. Wonderful. So to get access or to learn more about the book, you can go to tiffanyteachy.com slash books. Is there any other way that people can get in touch with you? Oh, my email address, Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-I, at tiffanyteachy.com. That's the email address to go to. All right, Tiffany at tiffanyteachy.com. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, that marks the end of, of Teach the Geek interviews. My name is Neil Thompson. I'm the founder of Teach the Geek. It's an online platform for science and engineering professionals. The first offering of the platform is a public speaking course called Teach the Geek to Speak. To learn more about it, you can go to teachthegeek.com. Again, that's teachthegeek.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you. I appreciate it.